Ding dong, the Tim is dead as Neil Lennon leaves Celtic while Gerard and the rest of Scotland are not surprised. Meanwhile, the SFA fuck up again. Aberdeen click, Libby slip, and Motherwell are pretty shit. It's episode 10 of the False 90s podcast. With me today, we have Marcus, Kyle, and Lewis. How are you all doing tonight, guys? Yeah, good, man. I'm okay. I'm just waiting for another endless supply of Neil Lennon memes to be delivered to my Snapchat. <laughs> it's going quite well. <laughs> Wait, Sam, see, how do you... Do you, do you have, like, a, a write-down of all the intros that you do? Or do you just make them on the spot? I'll write them all down. <laughs> all right. It's pretty good. I'll get you that. That was, uh, that was a decent one. Huh? Yeah, we'll start this week with uh, the news coming out of Celtic Park. Um, Neil Lennon has left. Um, Andy is not on the pod, but I'm sure he is celebrating right now um, after a 1-0 lot. Well, he's not celebrating the 1-0 loss to Ross County, but he's celebrating that Neil Lennon is gone. Neil Lennon's celebrating that he's gone, or what? No, Andy's celebrating that Neil Lennon's gone. <laughs> Andy, alright, Andy. Okay, yeah, I was thinking. Um, I think I'm actually surprised. Uh, I thought they would give him to the end of the season. Um Cause... It seems like an odd time to get rid of him, but then, yeah, yeah. I mean, I think I think he's been waving about for a while. He's been he's been on the he's been on the curve, as you would say, um, of either staying or going. So it doesn't surprise me that he's gone. Yeah. But yeah, obviously after the back of the the loss at the weekend, or during the week, <coughs> uh, it was was pretty devastating. Um, not for me anyway. It was pretty good, but. Um, for for the Celtic fans, um, I think that that is the final straw, and um, well, the final straw ages ago, to be honest. Uh, but it doesn't surprise me that he's gone. But it's a, it's a shame that he's gone. Adrian he's gone. He's been he's been doing such a good job. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's devastating for the guy because uh, he all he's ever said is try he's tried to do his best. But um, at times, it's not just down to the manager. Obviously, you can blame his tactics, but mainly it's down to the players on the pitch. And how they perform, and I just don't think they've been connected as such, the manager and the players. So yeah, that's probably right. Um... <clears throat> These are obviously saying, like obviously Marcus, you said about him. You didn't think they'd, that he would go at this point, of you know. And you're talking, Kyle, you're talking about the last straw uh, for for this sort of the Celtic fan base there. But it's um, I kind of agree with Marcus. I didn't think that he would go now because. You've now just put a club that, as much as they know the league's gone, they need to hold on to second. Yeah, yeah, of course. Man. And now you've put a club into turmoil. So you, you've you've got um, obviously you've, you've got your assistant manager still there who'll step up and take charge interim until they can get a new replacement in, which I don't think they now will before the end of the season because no, no one wants to come in as the manager. That didn't exactly. get like, and that that's now also on Celtic. You know, it's not Celtic's record. Sorry, that's now on Lennon's record. You were the manager who failed to do ten in a row for Celtic. You were the manager who didn't get us a quintuple treble. It's, it's like that's now on his his record. It's as, uh, as a black mark from going to a club legend to. To that is uh, it's ruined his reputation. Uh, it's part of the reason as well. Like, like 
when we got rid of Lennon, you know, we didn't want Stubbs back, for example, because he's already had his low suit hips and we don't really want to see it ruined. And, but that's just an example of what can happen, uh, what's happened to Lennon at Celtic, you know. Um, the same, I can't think of anyone at the top of my head, but uh, Kyle, I'm sure you've got plenty past sort of Rangers, managers and whatnot, you know, they could take the mantle again, but maybe no do as well. It might tarnish their reputation and it's maybe not what you want uh, for somebody that you've hold really dearly so yeah um yeah i mean the best thing they could have done when they got rid of rogers is get so many new in in my point of view i think it was done as soon as um i think it was all by class like when he was appointed in the shower that that just shows you really was he yeah well yeah appointed in the shower after the the cup one my my verdict on lennon is he's He's good when everything's going well. Um, we've seen it at us, we've seen it at Celtic. When everything's sort of panning out right, it's fine. But when things start not working, he finds it really hard to turn it around. And he then resorts to blaming everyone but himself and just alienating the fans, the players. Um, you know, so it's the it's funny because watching this at Celtic, it's like, it's like I, I can look at it and say, I've seen it all before. Like, it's the same patterns that have gone that have happened at Hibs with him so yeah <laughs> I, I'm, I'm saying I'm surprised he's been sacked then, like at this point but in terms of him leaving I'm not sa- I'm not surprised that you'll leave in, in general just a bit surprised by the time but yeah, like, like, the pattern but is back, familiar back to what you said Lewis about your like as well as Marcus what you just said just there hmm. like you're surprised that he's he's gone now but yet again, I'm not. Uh, what I'm saying is, why I'm not surprised that he's gone is because of the loss after Ross County. Mm. Um, well, if you get beat by Ross County in a game, the Celtic need, needed to win all their games. They still, they still can. They still win all their games, um, but they needed to win their games to even remotely catch us and hope that we drop points. Yeah. But and if it, you get beat by that, that's it. Gone. Done. You need to set the manager at that the point. Thing, the thing is, as well, is that Celtic have lost twice to Ross County this season under two different Ross County managers as well. Yeah, yeah. 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 Which no, no much need to say about that. To be honest, <laughs> yeah. Um, although we'll go back and say that the Celtic statement didn't actually say he was sacked or relieved of his duties; that he resigned. But I'm guessing it's forced resign. No, forced, forced, resign, forced to resign. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It was probably. Um, Probably jumped before he was pushed. Mm. Um, a bit like what Robinson was at Motherwell, I think. He left before we got I'm, I'm sure he got questioned by Sky at one point, saying, like, oh, will you leave, blah, 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 whatever. And he was like, eh, no, I'm not going to leave unless the club want me to. That's, that's what he what said. What they've done is they've, they've told him that they're thinking of shifting him, and he's resigned in order to keep his reputation. To kind of save faces. Yeah, because he's yeah. a club legend. If he gets sacked as a club legend, that's pretty bad. But if he resigns as a club legend, it doesn't tarnish his reputation as much. Yeah, yeah, so I can yeah. see they've probably had a chat with him. and it, it, It's been a sacking in the sense that the board have initiated it, but they've allowed him to you know, go and resign. So, yeah, it's uh, sorry what happened with... I mean, us, it was kind of the same. I mean, we still don't know what happened if he... They didn't. He, he didn't resign, and he wasn't sacked. Uh, apparently, with us, we have no clue how he left. He just left. Uh, he. I just one day he wasn't there. So I. Yeah, I think uh, it has been a long time coming. Really. Definitely. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. yeah. 
Um, so, in, in, as well as you're saying that it's, you're surprised that it's happened now, I'm also surprised that it's taken this long at the same time. Yeah, exactly. Um, there were so many games this season, I guess, where you you would have said it would have been an optimal point to get rid of him. Uh, the League Cup exit to Ross County as well would have been a perfect chance to get somebody in and maybe even have a chance of turning things around. But the fact that they've done it at such an odd point of the season means that the yeah, new manager yeah. isn't... Well, I th- actually, no, uh, I'm saying the new manager. I think it's going to be John Kennedy playing the season. Yeah, well, yeah, possibly will be. Yeah, well, I've got a lot of a lot, lot of my friends who are, who are Celtic fans. Uh, my my close man is a Celtic fan. Uh, he was saying that he thought that Lennon should have left after the Europa League. Um, embarrassing, I think it was. Were they playing Sparta Prague, wasn't it? Uh, no, wasn't it? It was Prague, and then no, Sparta well, Prague. The, the, the two forward losses. The two forward losses. Aye, that was Prague. I was thinking. He he said that, that he should have walked after then for Celtic to get a chance to get a better manager in. Was it not Sparta? Because it'd be longer. Yeah, so I said Sparta, Sparta Prague. It was Sparta. Yeah, Sparta One of the Prague's. Yeah, it was Sparta Prague. Yeah, he, he said he should have left then. He should have walked then. Because hmm. it would have gave the club time to find a new manager and find the right candidate. For Whereas the job. now it is far too, too late. late to bring someone else right. in. Um, yeah. I think even if they did did manage to bring someone else in, it would it would still go down on Lennon as he's the one who lost the 10 rather than this this new guy that comes in. He didn't lose anything. In ter- in ter- in... in terms of... So how can you lose 10 when you've not got it? I, I, I think that's how, that's how the Celtic fans will see you... it. They're, they've lost to 10 rather than they've just not got it. Kind they, of thing. They've, not, they've not been up. Rangers have improved loads. And obviously, no, it just shows that, you. The, fact, the fact that they've not even put up a fight, I think, is the big thing. It's not. It's not that they thought they had ten, and then are annoyed that. I think it's more that they they didn't even put up a fight. I don't think they'd have a problem. Well, I mean, obviously they'd be annoyed, but I don't think it would be as bad if it was like Rangers won the league and Celtic were maybe five behind or something like that. You know, like they actually. But the fact that they're going down with such a, you know, a, a subpar like not to standard kind of performance, like you know, it's. That's the um, the main kind of reason they're annoyed with it. Um, that's I think that's what they mean when they say we lost the ten. Like they they didn't even put up a fight. So I think like eighteen points behind. That's not a fight. That's yeah. That's a that's demolition. Like, if <laughs> yeah. Rangers win the league, they expect Celtic to be putting up a fight and trying to stop it happen. And as much as Rangers are rampant, like Celtic aren't doing anything. You know what I mean? So that's that's where it comes from for them. I think. Uh, and yeah. I think it's totally. It's totally fine. Like I can understand that. I think those key failures that he's had this season, and it's been there's been a lack of mentality at the club to actually challenge for the title. Yeah, there's which is strange. Of, which is which is strange because normally one thing that Lennon is praised for is that sort of fighting mentality. Yeah, I think he's um, had to tone it down though. Because I, of... I, I think I think what's happened is they thought they already had it. I think that's what they. Their loss was they thought that they they had the title already mm. from the beginning of the season, and that's what's let them down throughout the entire season. And I think I think our issues over the past few seasons uh, has been losing points to the likes of like Hibs, Motherwell, Kilmarnock, dropping silly silly points. We, we've been decent the last few seasons playing at Celtic, beating them a few times, but it's just them that's let us down. 
um, and I think it's completely swapped the other way. Yeah. Celtic losing silly points and then obviously getting beat by us as well. Um, that, that's, 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 that's been... I think they've drawn like eight, eight, seven, eight games this season seven and lost games three. Drawn. Seven, yeah, and lost, lost three. Four. Yeah. All right, two against us. One Ross County. Two Ross County. Two, Ross County. two against you and two against Ross County. Yeah. On our way. No, Ross County is the one. I was going to say, I, the Ross County was in a cup, wasn't it? Yeah. So anyway, five, it's still it, it, it's, it's completely swapped the other way around. Celtic are now dropping the silly points, and that's what's for them falling behind. Passed the baton mm. of the banter years on. Oh right. yes, yeah. oh yes. It's even more sweeter this time. My other two points were going to be that Lennon. I don't know if it, I don't know if Lennon's got much of a say in who Celtic signed. I'd imagine he did, but they've brought absolute duds in, in like Shane Duffy. Mm. And yes. then the, there seems to be this just like refusal of Scott, so, no Scott Brown, sorry, the refusal of Lennon to not ever not play Scott Brown. Like, you, you notice that up at Aberdeen, it was like, I think it was Sor- Sorrow was having a phenomenal game for them, and Turnbull's having a good game, and he still brings the two of them off. So he can put in like Scott Brown somewhere. He's got to have Scott Brown in the team. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and my argument to that is that's like I'd be like Jack Ross every single week what I bring on David Gray yeah it had, get, get, the, it would, get the dars going you know what I mean oh, he, he gets it he, you know because he can the thing is football. why would you need to do that because there's literally no fans at the moment anyway so yeah. I'd understand if there were fans in the crowd you'd probably bring them in to, to please them but they're not so I, I would only bring the sort of players on if you're like winning comfortably like 4-0 like, it's I think it's just a, a one they up against a, Aberdeen. That's not. Yeah. Burns yeah. just passed it in general as well. Right. Yeah. But I think yeah. it's just a. I think obviously a, the Celtic Ross County game, you've got to give insane amount of credit to Ross County. We've not done that yet. Yeah. Oh, oh my God. Oh, yeah. um, absolutely. Like people going on about how that's a huge result for Rangers. I mean, it's huge for Ross County. I mean, that's lifted them. They're now 10th. I mean,. Yeah, in in a relegation scrap, like three points is is massive. So. Ross Laidlaw had a fantastic aim. Yeah, yeah it's funny because he was rubbish at us, but yeah. The thing I was annoyed about on the, on, against that game was the Celtic players lost me a few points. My all. team, yeah. So yeah. still comfortably winning my thousand, so it's all right. Yeah. <laughs> um. I'll, I'll give credit to Ross County, like, um, especially obviously Jordan White, which is always good to see <laughs> one of your your former your former players. And you guys are going to turn around and say Jordan White was Jordan White at Motherwell. Um, that must feel really odd for you saying that. Is is that a good performance? But the, the thing about Jordan White when he was with us was he never got a chance. Like he yeah. never actually got much of a chance. He played his first game against Ross County, ironically, and got sent mm. off. Yeah. And then Robinson never really brought him back in the team after that. Yeah. So he was on. It was quite funny. I think he was on about ten minutes and had been sent off. <laughs> Jordan White apparently made twenty appearances for Motherwell, scoring zero goals. And since he joined Ross County in January, he's made three appearances and scored twice. Not bad. I think he just likes to be up there. He was a Cali player for a bit. And um, yeah. maybe it's just that environment for him. I think but, some players just suit certain clubs. Like Scott Allen has only 
been decent in his career when he's been at us, for example. Um, you know, some players just suit for some reason. You know, just just like like kind of vibe with the environment more kind of thing and, yeah. and settle easier. Yeah. Ah, well, we'll look could, at could be less pressure as well at certain clubs. Look at Tony Watt, like from Motherwell, he played was real was all right at Celtic, but then became a bit of a journeyman after that. Yeah. Uh, I think like one of the I think the last club he played for before he came to Motherwell was like CS Sofia, I'm sure. In Bulgaria. Yeah, he's been he's been all over the place, yeah, is it? Uh, Aye. Playing Belgium, and England. Um or Belgium, yeah, and now he's co- committed his committed his long term future. And that's how I kind of look at Jordan White. It might be that he's came to Motherwell thinking step up for, obviously compared to Ross County, we're a, a bigger club, but maybe he is kind of suited to being in the sort of mid-table mountain or relegation scrap teams. Maybe no made for a, a club where he can sort of fit in. And then maybe it's, a, I don't know, it's maybe just a confidence thing. He's better up there than he is down yeah. here. No, probably. Yeah. So all all credit for the boy, like. Well, from um, Dingwall, we move to um, Antwerp, where uh, Rangers kicked off their knockout round of the Europa League with a thrilling 4-3 win. Um, I'll go over to Carl for this one. Oh my God, what I... Weird game of football to watch, honestly. Um, it would be good for if you're if you're a neutral fan. Uh, it would be an absolutely thriller to watch. Um, I thought Rangers played pretty decent um, up until uh, I think when Tavernier came off, we sort of dropped a wee bit. Um, obviously, I hope Tavernier gets better soon. Hopefully, he's back to lift fifty-five. Um, but yeah, um, weird game to say the least. Uh, it was very open. Which we'd expect in Europe, both teams going having a go at each other. Um, don't get me wrong, Antwerp are a good team. They're they're a very good team. Uh, like they got results against Tottenham, um, which um, was good for them, despite Tottenham not being the greatest team um, or playing playing that great. Um, but yeah, first goal uh, came with Joe Rebo, um, keeper K had quite quite absolute um, wafter and Morelos in there again. And then a ball with quite a long range, basically open net. So it's a good goal to watch. Good, good um, off off my seat moment there. Yeah, and then, sort of with the last when no, the last ten minutes uh, was when it just went completely bonkers. Was obviously they they equalised um, the very good strike from from uh, Avenatti. Avenatti. Yeah, yeah. And then for some reason uh, in the 45 plus 8 minutes they got a, a very very soft penalty I don't know about if you guys saw that um, Davis had the slightest touch on, on the player and I know due to the rules if you come make contact with a player uh, they will go down um, I don't think it was a penalty well obviously I'm going to say it doesn't I don't think, it's been, I don't think yeah. there's enough contact for where they, with the guy like as soon as Davis like gave him a slight touch on it on his on his uh, left boot he, he had a reaction to it and went down um, obviously the thing went to VAR as well and uh, I don't think he even did went to VAR actually and the ref just gave the penalty and it was it, a, it would have been checked by VAR but, but yeah it would have been yeah 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 
Um, what do you guys think of that? Because I want to hear your opinions on that penalty incident. It, if you saw it. For me, it did seem a little bit soft. But you've seen those penalties given in Europe. So yeah, yeah. There's nothing really you can argue about for that. Especially when you've got VAR you and there is... When it's the slightest contact and you've got VAR, that it's going to be a penalty no matter what. So basically, you're telling me you can't make contact, you can't defend in the box, is basically what you're trying to say. No, I'm, I'm not saying that, I'm just saying that that's what happens with VAR. Is that... yeah, I, I think it's I think them sort of things, if it's the slightest contact going and the reaction that that player had, um, I don't think was a penalty. Uh, I think it was soft as well. I think the one Antwerp got was fairly soft, but I can't. I can't mind because it was a week ago. It wasn't in my team, and there was about yeah. two two penalties in the game. Three penalties. We're flying the flag of Scotland, mate. Oh, nice, good fuse. <laughs> <laughs> should be, watch, should be watching. <laughs> I, see I was watching the Ajax game, but oh god. Um, but yeah, and then went into halftime two one. Uh, pretty annoying but I was still pretty confident um, going in the second half. Do you reckon that, that changed um, Gerard's team talk from being 1-0 up a couple of minutes before half time to being 2-1 um, two, two down? It's it's hard it's hard to imagine what Gerard would say to the players. I don't think he would be too, too I don't think it would have changed as much but yeah obviously it would have changed quite a bit but again I think Gerard was, would, would have been pretty calm in that situation because he seems a uh, Seems I'm not a sort of guy who would shout at their players for that. And then we, we were pretty much in the game for the majority of that game, apart from the last what, 10, 10, 5 minutes. Um, so I, I, I don't think he, he would have. Um, but yeah, and then there was another penalty. Uh, Borna, I can't actually remember this one. That <laughs> um, was, was handball, handball, wasn't it? Uh, no, it was first. It was um, oh, yeah, Morelos, Morelos, Richie, yeah. Richie Dillat bringing down Alfredo yeah, yeah, Morelos. Yeah. yeah, yeah, can't complain about that. To be honest, that was a, that was a clear penalty. Um, that was a good good finish by Barisic to uh, finish that off. And then they equalised. Uh, Hongla. Can't remember their goal either, man. It's been a week. Um, but yeah, from uh, outside the box shot. Was that was outside the box? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Good finish, to be fair. And then Ryan Kent. What can you say about that goal? Absolutely unbelievable. It's classic Kent, really. Does a couple players, three players, and then shoots with his right keeper, no chance. Um, and then got a last-minute penalty, which hit the the hand of Sec, and it's second yellow, so he got sent off. So that's him. Can't play for tomorrow. Uh, um, be another great finish by Barisic as well, but the keeper did get a touch on it. So, but yeah, so finish finish Rangers four, Antwerp three, and I'd, I'm I'm not I wasn't as I'm not going to be as confident tomorrow because of that game, but I still think obviously it's at Ibrox and we got that we got the four away goals. Um, I think you'll so, be fine with home advantage. Like if you've got the four away goals and you're playing that, I think yeah, you'll be through. Yeah, I mean, the only concern is obviously um, the right back position at the moment um, with Balogun. But don't get me wrong, Balogun did do well uh, when he came in. I thought um, he had a good chances, but obviously he would—he was not going to go as far as Tavernier does. 
But there was one chance um, where it was Barisic that crossed it in the box. And where Tavernier normally would be was where the ball went. And obviously Balogun wasn't there. And then I looked at my dad when we were watching it. I was like, oh, that was, dead. That was such a Tavernier. Just rifler. So it's, it's annoying, but I hope he hope he gets better as well. And hope he's hope he's back. Um, it's, it's not a long injury, but it did look bad. Because obviously he went on a couple of times, came off. And went back on again, and nah, he continued. So, um, but Gerard said that um, it, he shouldn't be out for months. It should just be a couple of weeks. So, okay. uh, that's that's the good news for that. Because he's, he's been he'll still be out for the second leg, wouldn't he? I hope he's back for the Celtic game. I hope he's back for it. Oh, Rangers followed up that four-three win in Europe with a four-one win over Dundee United at Ibrox. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. Get a lot of talking time at the moment. Yeah, <laughs> um, yeah obviously Rangers 4, um, Dundee United 1. Um, a lot of goals for Rangers. Uh, eight goals since uh, from Thursday to Saturday. So it's good to see us actually scoring more than one, um, which is which is good in the, in the league. So uh, I'll just start off with the, with the goals. Uh, so on the 35th minute was uh, Hadji's deflected goal. It was a good play from Aribo, um, and then it hit Hadji and then deflected in. Um, good build-up play uh, from the back, and then we needed a goal by then because uh, Dundee United were the better team in the first, say, 20 minutes. There, there was two chances that they had which they should have put away. Um, obviously, um, Alan McGregor's done his job. Um, second goal came from... Uh, Ryan Kent, another another great deflection. Just a couple of minutes later, wasn't it? Yeah, yeah, uh, three minutes later. But yeah, another another deflection goal. Um, but yeah, um, I'll take it. <laughs> uh, and then Joe Rebo, uh with probably one of the goals of the season, I would possibly say. Um, came. Did a couple of players again, Joe Rebo style, and um, banged it right in the keeper's uh, left, top left. And Morelos, his goal was a strange, strange one. I don't know if you saw that, guys. No, I didn't see this. This I didn't see the last goal. Right, no. uh, the goalie, the goalie went and kicked it out, and then it hit Morelos in the face. And <laughs> So you've gone from a fantastic Joe Rio goal to a comical Alfredo Morales goal. Yeah, nah, classic Morales really, just chasing down the keeper, trying to put him under pressure and he gets his rewards, to be honest. I think he deserved that goal, because um, he, he, did, he did play very well um, through this, his hold-up play. And I like the way Alfredo's playing than what he used to, because he used to shoot from anywhere and then it just started frustrating the fans, so he's becoming more of a team player. Now, which is which is good to see, and I think that'll uh, that'll be instructions from Gerard, obviously. Yeah, yeah. Spicy understands them, to be honest. Because <laughs> he can't speak English, can he? Nah, nah. And then Bonner's penalty miss. Uh, well, it didn't really matter, but I I don't know why he went the same side as he did the last two penalties against Antwerp. It's, he's can um, you not shoot the other side or something, Bonner? <laughs> but. And obviously they got their goal. It was just poor defending from us, but a good finish from uh, McNulty. And um, yeah, 
it was a convincing Rangers win in the end, apart from the first 20 minutes, which Dundee United were all over us. Um, the only thing I've got to say in the next game, we need to start um, from the first whistle. Uh, but it's also annoying to concede at Ibrox for the, the second time. Um, but you, you can't be can't be too... Um... I wanted to ask, how did you think Balogun played? Because obviously he'll be playing the second oh, leg against yeah. Antwerp. How did Balogun, Balogun did well. I think he did. He, he's done well the, um, that game as well. Um, as well as Antwerp. Um, yeah, he, he was actually better coming forward, obviously, because we were um, we were sitting quite high up as when he first when he came forward. Um, but yeah, um, I can't can't really put Balogun wrong. He didn't do anything wrong. Um, but yeah, and obviously it's good to see um, Simpson come on uh, for his debut as well. Uh, looks a decent player. But again, uh, he's only on for a couple of minutes, and it's I thought Scott Wright when he came on as well again did really well, and that it, it was actually him that put the through ball to Morelos. Um, I think it was one of his first touches, and then the keeper chased it down and then hit Morelos in the face. So, you could ar- arguably it was an assist from uh, Wright, but probably assist from the goalkeeper more like. Uh, but yeah, that that put us uh, eighteen points clear. Obviously, the Celtic result made it even better. Well, made it 18 points. So, yeah, uh, good good weekend overall. Good week for mm. being a Rangers fan. Good to you. It's all mm-hmm. the season, isn't it? Mm-hmm. It's yeah. good, good season to be a Rangers fan. <laughs> but, but we're not finished yet. <laughs> well, Dungeon United, uh, it, it's a 4-1 loss, but it's against the league leaders who are running away with it. I think... There is obviously what I said before. It was Dundee United. The first twenty minutes were all over us. If Dundee United can play like that week in week out, they they will be a good side. I think but, I think that they've finally started to to click. They beat Ross County and Livingston the past couple of games. I think they're finally starting to to click um, with McNulty mm-hmm. getting his oh, only his second goal of the season. Um, yeah, they're think, one of the only teams to score at Ibrox this season. Exactly, yeah. So I think they, they yeah, it's a four-one loss, but I think they can take positives from this game and and push on for for the top six because they're only yeah. two points two points away from it. Yeah, yeah. That's me. I can get a break now. Uh-huh. <laughs> yeah, you can stop talking. I think <laughs> now it is Marcus's turn uh, for mm-hmm. Hibs uh, with their two-nil win over Hamilton. Um, we'll talk about Hibs first, and then we'll talk about um, the SFA fucking up again. Oh dear. Um, I suspected that we'd win, um, even though I think you, you guys thought it would be a draw uh, because of Hamilton's kind of form towards the end of the season. Um, so I'm happy with the result. Definitely, what I'm not happy about is the performance because we. I'm not going to lie, we, we kind of needed them to get a man sent off before we started to turn up. Um, the first sort of 15 minutes, they were really slack. Um, you know, they were the team putting the pressure on us, which, you know, for, for a team like Hamilton that need the points, they're going to come out, you know, all guns blazing the first, you know. But I just saw nothing from us. Like, there was no, even when we had opportunities to counterattack, we, there was nothing from us. Um, can't really put my finger on it, but it just didn't look like it was clicking. Um, the sending off definitely did help us. And I've seen actually that just today it's been um, reversed. The decision's been reversed by the SFA, which 
I think it was a red. I don't know about uh, what you guys think about it, but even if it's there's no contact, the, the challenge is so reckless that if Boyle is caught by that, he's he, he's out for probably till the end of the season. Like that is a proper like breaking tackle. So it's absolutely a red. But um, you know the, the argument that I think Hamilton managed to find like a still frame image of you know that made it look like it, it, there was no contact, but you can never fully go off those, but. Um, yeah, and then we go and score literally right after that. It's uh, it's an odd goal to be honest. Like I was when I, I wasn't, <laughs> I was more surprised rather than all like celebrating when we scored it because I thought like how how's have we managed to score that? Um, it's like Martin Ball doesn't score a lot from outside the box. Um, I think Floaton's just in. He's he's had poor positioning where he is in the goal, so he's too far to the right because he he like dives to the left, but like. The ball is honestly like it takes a bounce and like trundles in. Like if you know if he hadn't taken that uh, leap, he would have gotten there. But it's just I, I don't know I don't know what's happened. Um, so yeah, I guess we're one up. You can't really complain from there. But I don't know, just a lot of playing into Hamilton's hands, really like lumping the ball up the park when you know uh, yeah, just not not amazing play from Hibbs. But um, we needed the second goal to kill it off. Um, you know, we, we were turning up a wee bit more in the second half. I think, especially at the start of the second half, a lot more opportunities for us. Uh, and eventually, Martin Boyle kind of plays a cutback and it just takes a really unlucky deflection from their point of view. It comes to Josh Doig, who's unmarked, and it's 2-0. So, yeah, overall, I guess I'm happy with the win, but I actually didn't come away from it all that happy. Me and my granddad were both kind of just a bit meh, you know what I mean? Like even even for a two 0 win, it's the performance really wasn't all that. Uh, it's just one of those where you just kind of like you take it, but you're yeah, not really yeah, happy yeah, with exactly. it. Yeah, exactly, exactly. Yeah, um, I think starting without Gogic was a mistake um, because we had a midfield to a Jackson, Irvin, and Newell, and I think that that's a lot of the reason why our play forward didn't work is that we were just not winning the midfield battle. Um, we brought Gogic on second half and he was starting to win the ball back for us a lot more, which was encouraging to see. Um, I guess I can understand why you would have Irvin and Newell in there if we were going to have a lot more of the ball. For example, I think the next game against Mother was the perfect game to do that because I think we'll have a lot more of the ball. But against the Hamilton, you're going to come and rush at you and press. Like It's it's better to have a ball winner like Gogic. Um, but overall, um, another win. Uh yeah, what more can I say, really? It's a bit of a dull one. But... Yeah, I'm just looking at the red card instant now. Um, I don't think it's a red, yeah. but I can see why it's given, because the studs are showing. The studs are um, well up. It's very Yeah, but it didn't actually make contact with him. That's the thing, though. Um, I mean, didn't make contact you'd, at all. You'd have, to, you'd have to check and see what the actual rules are. If, if a red... You know, if if um if it has to be contact to constitute a red or if if, if, it, I think... short, if, I, if I remember I'm... my referee training, it's mm. um it, it is a tackle that is endangering the An opponent, um, yeah. the opponent. Yeah. Even if there is no contact, it's still a reckless challenge if you've got both studs showing. So it is a it's it's one of those where it's it is a red, but you sometimes they're just gonna get. Um, rescinded because there was no contact. So, 
Yeah, I think it's just the uh, way that Boyle reacts to it. It's categorised into three things. It's um, like mild foul play, which is like a ticking off, moderate foul play, which is a yellow, and then serious foul play, which is a red. Hmm. Um, and obviously going in for a challenge too late like that, yeah. Like a yellow, but if you're going in for a challenge with your studs up, regardless of whether you make contact or not, the intent still there to cause harm. Yeah, uh, I, I think it's so, so reckless. Um, I don't I don't think that that should have been rescinded at all. Um, but, I mean, that's just one of two SFA fuck-ups this week, which yeah. we're about to come on to. Yeah, yeah so in this game... Um, the lines, well, one of the linesmen was meant to be self-isolating, um, was told to self-isolate, but the SFA uh, have just put him to do this game anyway. One of many things the SFA have fucked up recently. <laughs> yeah. How can, you, um, how can you do this? It's a fuck how? up. How? <laughs> Surely you know. Surely, because it's the SFA. So who does he work for, the fucking SFA? So surely it's the SFA that's went to him. Here, mate, you've been in contact with, I don't know if it's been like another official his family or something, and someone's tested positive for COVID. So surely he phones up the work and goes, here, boys, I'm self-isolating. This has happened. And then what, so quite clearly they've just turned around and said, nah, mate, you've got to go and stick the flag out for Hibs. Did, did they know that? So... Uh, this these set of referees, the the two referees and the sorry the two linesmen and the referee, were in Greece last weekend doing um, Panathinaikos versus Olympiakos that 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 game there because Greece what? have some so Greece why are they travelling that far that's, that's so, the most random thing so Gr- Greece have to have um, for these big games I think they have to have foreign referees um, um, yeah it's because like yeah but the, but the UK have has a has a has a um, you can't leave the country. Yeah, I think they, I think because they referees they come under elite sportsmen, even though they're just running across a line. Um, but yeah, the, it's come out the SFA head of referees didn't factor in the difference between the UEFA and the Scottish government protocols um, mm. on uh, testing positive and self isolating, which should be pretty self explanatory. You test positive, you self isolate. How <laughs> how difficult can it be sometimes? But do the the linesman and the ref do, do they not get tested as well before they, the game? They, I think they get tested. Dif- I think they get tested differently, but um, yeah. That shows I think the, the the all the officials need to get tested before the game. Aye, I think it should be the same as the players. They, they, need, they, they need to submit like their their COVID tests before yeah, they, they, before, they before they even official the game. They should have the same as what. Teachers are now getting what secondary school are now getting what yeah totally um, what professional footballers are getting which is the two lateral flow tests a week yeah I agree with that hundred percent yeah I don't understand if if the SFA have been critical of clubs for you know being wayward with the the restrictions then how like surely uh, it, it again doesn't doesn't make any sense whatsoever. They're meant to be the governing body, and they're not following the rules themselves. You know, like you wonder, like you guys are saying, you wonder if they knew about it or. Yeah, um, yeah. 
It just, it just the, thing, the thing that annoys me is the, the lack of attention it's gotten because it's just kind of been forgotten by the media and you know, if that if that's a major football club incident, it's all in the media because it gets oh, people yeah. talking about it, but it could, you know, it's... It'd be fine. If that was a yeah, club, yeah. it'd be fine. Yeah, so it, it was... It's a fair point, and where's, where's Nicola Sturgeon about this one? You know, I know, she, um... jumped, she jumped on St Mirren, she jumped on Celtic, she jumped on Rangers. The Rangers boys yeah. going to the party, but she's not going to jump on the governing body. And and so furthermore, it's for in, something that's genuinely players. putting other players at risk. Yeah, yeah, exactly. If anything, um, it's putting more players at risk than, say, if Rangers, had, Rangers, for example, who dealt with their breach um, internally rather than, you know, letting them at it <laughs> kind of thing. Like, the, the risk is, like, see if he'd went to a party and then it maybe hadn't broken any kind of, like, with regards to, obviously, the Rangers incident. If the four of the boys had said, look, we were at a party and then they ended up having to self-isolate, that's an isolated incident within a club and it may still maybe going to risk, in this case, like, a couple of players in the youth team and maybe you're starting a living, right? But when you've got a linesman that's playing, you're then actually compromising the referee assistant referees, managers, and then all 22 players in that team. As well yeah, as any like, like support staff at the stadium as well. Aye. So it's not it's not as, like, in a way, I'm not justifying any of the actions by Aberdeen Celtic, whoever this season. But I can't justify the SFA fielding a, like, a, a match official who's employed by them to do his job yeah. and will have sufficient protocols that he has to go through and those protocols should be followed like those protocols should be followed. And I can understand like again, as much as I don't agree with them having to fly out to Greece to do the Olympiakos Panathinaikos game, mm. it it is a like Greece is notorious from like having it, they're sort of Greece's two biggest clubs behind the likes of Palk and um, AK Athens, but it's like um, Olympiakos, Panathinaikos are kind of the biggest clubs. So Greek referees can be bribed or something. There's a lot of match. Yeah, yeah there's a lot Greek, of match fixing. Like, yeah. match fixing or found trouble, that kind of thing. But if you bring in foreign referees, you don't really have that problem. Yeah. Oh, I don't know. Kevin Ke- Kevin Clancy could be a, a secret panic and I can't support <laughs> <or something. laughs> Wouldn't surprise me to be honest. <laughs> so yeah, it was it was Graham Stewart who was the um, linesman who uh, went with David Room and Bobby Madden to to do the game in Greece, and then Room uh, had tested positive for COVID after they came back, um, uh, but Stewart and Madden had already. Um, been tested negative, but they it should have been, they should have been close contacts anyway, obviously because they were refereeing that game together and on the obviously yeah. on the flights together. And then I, I don't I don't want to be that person, but like when when the SFA sends Bobby Madden to referee a game in Greece, we're not really sending our best, are we? <laughs> <laughs> Well, Madden was already uh, was then withdrawn from uh, Ross County game with Celtic. Different referee uh, control of that, but Stewart had already um, been 
the linesman at Easter Road, and surely you should see that if there's uh, linesmen that test test positive, everyone in that kind of um, in in that kind of uh, the officiating staff should be self-isolating because you would have had to travel together, especially okay, if you go to Greece. What I want to, what I want to see in this is I want to know at what point did he test positive? Did he test positive? Whilst he was in Greece, it, it was he, it was after after he after, after he, he got came back. home. So, oh. I'd, I'd quite like to see what the response from Olympiakos, Panathinaikos, the Greek FA, you know, is to that incident. Because I want to know if they've now said that, okay, well, everyone that was playing that game and everyone that was in contact there now needs to isolate. You know, yeah, because it, it, it is a possibility that it, it still is a like, there is there. a possibility that they'll have to suspend two weeks worth of matches for Panathinaikos and Olympiakos. So it just depends where they caught it, but. Depends where he caught it, but it's it's like, you know, obviously it's got this incubation period, this virus, and we're, obviously we're not turning into the false COVID podcast, but, um, <laughs> you know, it's like he could have had that, he could have actually been active with that virus when yeah. he actually went over there, because it's like it can take up to seven days to show up. As far as I can tell, Olympiacos are still going on, they're playing PSV tomorrow. In the Netherlands, so um, yeah, it it, it could. Uh, there was a chance that. However, due you might to have potential... just fucked everything up. Yeah. However, due to potential match match fixing, Willie Collins been sent to referee the PSV Olympiacos. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. No, but can you imagine now, like, if obviously they go to play. PSV and now a member of that team is like asymptomatic or something and gives that to like Denzel Dumfries or Daniel Mallon or something for like PSV. And then they spread it around you the Netherlands. Well, and they spread it around the Eredivisie. That's why you've got restrictions, they stop that happening. But... <laughs> it's always uh, going to come back to fucking Scotland and then it's just another shame on this league. <laughs> from a shameful organisation. What we should do is we, we should send all the referees over to Greece and tell them to keep them. That's what you should do. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> they take our referees and we can have their referees, why not? Yeah, so who's the first one? Bobby Madden, Clancy. Clancy they can, they can, they can, they can stay there. Well, we call them. over there, too. I hate John Beaton. Ah, uh, anyway. Anyway. <laughs> well, anyway. Talk about rather than which referees, we'd just like to shit off. But... Uh, we'll move on from this uh, to the two Motherwell games. Um, one was on Saturday, a 3 0 loss to St Johnson, and then uh, just now, um, a 0 0 draw away at St Mirren. Um, do you want to take this one? <laughs> I do want to take this one because, um, had we done this podcast yesterday, this could have been a 30 minute rant. <laughs> um, I'm very pleased to say it's down to a five minute rant, but. Um, Johnson on Saturday was an absolute shit show. And I don't have better words for it. Um, three goals for St Johnson. Um, two goals from Guy Melhamid. Mm. And a goal from Joshua Kerr. Joshua Kerr. Kerr. Jason Kerr. Jesus. I know a guy called Joshua Kerr. Sorry, that's what that's coming out of my head. <laughs> <laughs> Gave away another penalty, which was just 
pointless. Um, it's just, I kind of feel at times right now, I feel like a, like how Man United fans felt last season is an honest comparison. Mm. It's you're going through like this three, three weeks of oh, Graham Alexander's at the wheel and then it's yeah, um, Graham Alexander's smacked a pothole at 50, burst all the tyres, rolled the bus, careered the bus into a lake and then we've lost all our players. So, it's just... I, I don't know where to go from here. Like We were so flat on Saturday. It was unreal. And that was two losses on the bounce and, you know, in that way that I thought that tonight we were going to come back in and go, you know, get your shit sorted, get the team working again. Because this team can play, we've seen that, this team can draw with Rangers, this team beat Kilmarnock, it's done some damage to other teams and then it gets two wee 3-0 drubbings off of albeit mediocre opposition. That's no disrespect to St. Johnston. Um, all disrespect to Hamilton. <laughs> all disrespect to Hamilton Aki. <laughs> but it's just where do where do we actually go? You know, like what happens to us in these times? It's like we we play phenomenal against big bigger clubs like the Rangers Celtic and then you you start playing against like Hamilton Tilman of Ross County and you're dropping points. St. Mirren tonight is just another example. I watched the, I watched the game. We were actually all over them for a lot of it. Um, I never actually thought I'd say this, but a couple of like, the new signings actually really impressed me tonight. Obviously, uh, McGabby's injured, so we brought in McGuire, Mag Magflory, McGuire. <laughs> Come on, Lewis, you study French, you all over that. He's English, so... Oh, is he? Oh, his name seems French. <laughs> <laughs> um, Roberts as well. Up front was actually really good. He, he missed a chance, um, but he looked quite promising, which kind of counters everything that... How did you think Hasty played when he came on? Jake Hasty for me... Has never been the same player that left Motherwell, and he's probably never going to get back there again. The the worry for me now with Jake Casey, it's no even for, for Motherwell. It's actually for his parent club. He runs with his head down and then doesn't look up. He just he he had this thing where it was like Tundal season, you know that Tundal Campbell season. Yep. Played phenomenally. And yeah. then... But it was because he was quick and he, he managed to get round players quickly. Yeah. And now he's playing for... Um, like, you know, people's worked that out. He just runs with his head down. There's no what confidence I am. Yeah. He was playing... I think, I think that's why we, we, we put him out on loan, to be honest. That's one of the key factors. Obviously, yeah, he's a quick player and stuff. He's he's got he's got a lot of potential, but obviously, he started off at Motherwell and then came to us. Then went out to Rotherham, I think. Rotherham, yeah, yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah if he's 
if he's going to be the player at a calibre similar to David Turnbull, Alan Campbell, he needs to really sort his play style out and fast and he needs to get his confidence back. The likelihood yeah. is he's going to come back to use again and go out and loan again. He's not getting into that Rangers team. No. And the whole reason is he's been a cocky young lad. As May spoke day, he's just done it for the CV. I honestly think he just signed for Rangers for the CV to say, here, I had number 32 at Rangers. I mean, mm. yep. um, and I, I think he should come back to use this season and rather than going out on loan and wasting his time at a club which is, you know, Scottish champions on a Champions League and all this sort of stuff, Mm-hmm. Just get your transfer request and come back. I, I, I'd have him back. I, I would. Uh, when he left, I would never have him back. But now I think he needs a, a mid-table club to develop him. He's, he's got yeah. no hope in England. May, I don't think he's got any hope in England. Yeah. I think he's. I think he needs to go to a, a Livingston, a County. A wee and, club uh, like Hearts. Uh, a, a wee, aye. My Hearts take him. Fucking, I don't right. Go and play for Spartans, Edinburgh Spartans. I don't give a fuck. Just mm. get your confidence back and become the player that you were when you left Motherwell. Instead of the cocky wee boy that went, I'm going to sign for Rangers. I think he yeah. figures he's too good for Motherwell. Like, he probably doesn't see the benefit of him being on loan. And, uh, especially now the way Motherwell play, and he's just kind of decided that he's, he's sacking it. You know what I mean? Like, the team's going down anyway. There's no consequences for him because he's just going to go back to the current club. So. Yeah, that uh, seems like the situation for me. See, I looked at this two weeks ago and I went, oh, Motherwell will be fine. We'll be absolutely sound as a club. And I told you before we started the, the podcast, I'm now watching the championship. I'm not watching the games, but I'm watching the table. Cause I well, I think Hearts know... are playing Vanessa on Friday night, so... Oh, that'll be good. <laughs> that'll let's be watch, good. Let's watch Stephen Thompson... And they shit commentary for 90 minutes from BBC Scotland. Mm. Um, no, it's mere, um, it's like, obviously, I know Hearts are probably going to win the championship. I think that's yeah, given yeah. 11 points clear, but I'm now watching the likes of Dunfermline, Queen of the South, and I think it's Air or Inverness. Inverness. Inverness, Cali Thistle. Because. The likelihood is that we're going to play one of the three teams in a playoff final this season. Mm-hmm. Um, I think the the big sucker punch to us is if we get beat off Queen of the South, Queen of the South's goalkeeper was one of your promising youth prospects that we just punted off on loan. It's uh, in Rowan Ferguson. And if we just keep... We keep losing games and there's no goals in us. We could actually end up rock rock bottom, but yeah. I, I think Kilmarnock's worse than us. I don't like Kilmarnock's not won a single game under right, and I don't think they put goals in them. I think mm-hmm. if we can get the team playing right, those goals in us. Um, through the likes of Roberts and Tony Watt, but it's it's worrying times again, and I think. It's also it all, it all stems from the. I think Alexander's came in just before the transfer window. He's not had enough time to actually assess the squad, and he's just brought in the players that he thinks will do a job for us. 
and there's not really much here. And um, I've said it once, I'll say it again. All I want this season is to survive. I don't care how it's done. I don't care if it's the dirtiest of football for the next six, seven, eight weeks. Just want points on the board and I just want up the table a bit. Mm. And then let Alexander have the summer to get rid of the players that he doesn't want, doesn't need. Build the squad a bit better and then we can go again next season. Um, we're a bit, we're a roller coaster club. That's the bottom line that we have. Good season, crap season, good season, crap season. Yeah. It's, just, it's, how, it's how we've always done it. That's yeah, all a couple of years on your budget can hope for. When can hope, man. We've got a big budget. You get you get a good squad for a season, but then you lose. It. I mean, the same happens with us. But when you have a good season, uh, we lose we lose all our players the following season. To you know, kind of it's kind of evidenced. Obviously, with Kyle talking about JK stay like um, this. I mean, this time two seasons ago, we were in the same position. And then we were lucky enough to get in youth prospects like David Turnbull, Alan Campbell and Jake Casey all at the same time. Obviously, and then some really good loan signings we like, um, brought in like, I think it was Mikhail and Jolie at this point as well. Mm. Uh, Rolando Ahrens. And who else came in at that point? I cannot remember for the life of me. There was another one that came in. Um, oh, it's completely skipped my head, but anyway, yeah, the oh, Marco is, Hara, yeah. Marco Hara was the other one that came in at that point of the season. So we were looking really good, but um, it's like you say, like the the team that got us third third place, a lot of the players that were in that are gone. Yeah. Uh, Marco yeah. Espe, Richard Tate, Peter Hartley, Grimshaw has not been the same player. Um, Turnbull's gone. There's just ton. I could I could go on Jermaine Hilton. Yeah. Like like there's like nine or ten players for that that squad that are now gone. And we need to get good players back in, rebuild, and start again next season. But that's all I can say on it. <laughs> I'm yep. not. I'm not going to criticize Alexander as a manager. There's people already criticizing Alexander and saying we're not playing good enough. I'm, I'm yeah. sick of it. Like th- this is one of the things I'm sick of, is the fan base now are like we should be winning every single fucking week and we should be grinding this out every week. We should be winning games and we should be getting top six consistently. No, we shouldn't. I've said it once. I'll say it again. Last season was a fluke for a club like Motherwell, and we're no 1970s Brazil. <laughs> Right. So my message to my fan base is get a grip of yourselves and fucking look at how we actually play. We do we do not consistently make the top six. If you're gonna compare us to an English club, like a, a Crystal Palace or a Newcastle United, we sit in the middle of the table every season and then maybe once every five or ten seasons we're like up a wee bit and everyone gets a wee bit excited and then you go away you play a couple of Europa League games, great. We played Northern Irish opposition. It's like playing League One in Scotland. It means nothing. Go out to Israel, play halfway of Beersheba, get absolutely pumped. First, first decent team you come up against, you get put out. Yeah. No. So, um, 
Hi, my problems with fan base now. I'm just sick of hearing the fan base every week. Like this is ridiculous, and we're getting pumped again. It's like Gogsy, you can fucking jog on, mate. You're covering other games now. <laughs> so just. <laughs> I've met Gogsy as well. well. Well, I've met Gogsy as well. Yeah. I, I'm not going to rant about Gogsy because that's how you get um, Sam's podcast cancelled. <laughs> <laughs> I don't want that. Turn up on, that on that note. <laughs> on that note, I think we should move on um, to uh, Motherwell's relegation rivals, Kilmarnock. Uh, they lost 1-0 at Hamilton. Um, Callum Hendry with the only goal of the game. Was it no Aberdeen they lost that? Yeah, Aberdeen, Callum Hendry, Aberdeen. This, uh, what did I say? Hamilton. Oh, for fuck's sake. <laughs> <laughs> it was Aberdeen. Um, I was looking on, on my app and I saw a red logo and I thought it was Hamilton. <laughs> um, no, it was uh, it was Aberdeen that won. Um, it was Fraser Hornby had be uh, subbed off after 20 minutes and then just a minute later, his um, the player who came came on, Callum Hendry, scored. Um, mm-hmm. uh, Aberdeen, their, their new strike force, is that starting to finally click or do you think it's just they come up against they come up against they they just come up up against Killy who were um, a bit shit it was was Killy (laughs) in all honesty it was just Killy and the the goal was a set piece anyway so it's not like they cut them open or anything I still think Aberdeen have got great issues going forward Um, so yeah I'm just not too bored by it Um, I'm not now thinking that Aberdeen are going to be Turn their form around and start chasing us for third because that's not happening. Um, yeah, that's all I can say. Um, it's they, had, they had a few chances, Aberdeen, though, to to take, but they just didn't. They just didn't finish. That's been their story all season. Just yeah, of course. We, yeah. we we were in the same position where we just weren't taking chances, um, struggling to see games out. I think that may be because of the new striking force that Aberdeen have got. I think, uh, yeah, uh, Canberra yeah. had quite a few chances in this game. Um, McCrory, McCrory hit the bar. McCrory hit the bar as well, yeah. I'm, I'm just glad yeah. that Canberra didn't score. Uh, <laughs> little snake. Um, <laughs> but yeah, I think, as you said, I think it's more Kelly being a, a bit shit. They've dropped down to 11th now. Um, 11 on points with Hamilton, who have a game in hand. Um but Kelly did dominate possession in this game. Um, but likewise, they're playing. They're playing a poor Aberdeen team. Like it's just two poor teams. Going exactly two poor teams. And then the goal came yeah. from a set piece. So it's it's one of those where it's one of these yeah. nothing games where neither team's properly up for it. In my opinion, I mean, yeah, that's. Uh... I mean, um, on on my app, it gave Joe Lewis man of the match. I think that says everything. With a goalkeeper's yeah. man of the match in a one 0 win. Yeah, exactly, exactly. <clears throat> uh, but Joe to get his fifteenth clean sheet of the season. He's he's top in in that respect. Uh, the other game this weekend was a one-one uh, draw between St Mirren and Livy. As Livy's starting to turn, that they've had like a a little stumble with with uh, two losses in the past. They started to turn around the one-nil, a one-all draw um, away from home. Is that? Is that them starting to turn it around ahead of the I mean, League Cup final? All they are, I mean, they had a good spell, but all the, all they are this season is a mid-table team. So that I think that's showing that they, they've gone and won plenty of games, lost a few, and then they've drawn one. Like I don't, it depends what you want from Livingston. Like if you're one of the people that's saying that they're going to go on and finish third, I mean, 
they could have at one point, but their form now has proven that they won't do that. They'll just kind of sit around the yeah. table. Sit around um, fifth, yeah. Yeah, exactly. Uh, and um, that, that's still a really good season for them, don't get me wrong. But, yeah. Um, they're just kind of leveling right. out now. I don't think they're going to be anything spectacular the rest of the season. I kind of agree with what Sam's saying. Um, I think it's just Martindale gearing them up for a cup final. Kind of yeah. that... Do you see uh, that video of Martindale? He's, he's the, it's not a bad trophy, that eh? <laughs> <laughs> Just really nonchalantly like handling the trophy. Like. And the cup final is um, this Sunday. Um, yeah, yeah, it's, it's, Justin. It's, now, it's now upon us. It, um, obviously we'll get onto this when we do the prediction but it, it does look like it's going to be an interesting game between the two of them we're it's not just, on predictions yet though. Uh, we're not on the predictions yet but <laughs> Johnson, um have the stronger form going into this I think there are only two losses in the past uh, five games were against old firm teams mm. um, including, a, including a win over Livingston as well um, this is one that uh, could be could be an interesting one um, to I watch. I mean, these teams, uh, it's it really just depends who turns up in the day. I think they're quite evenly matched. Um, so it's it's gonna it's gonna be one of those games where um, because both teams are not ones who win silverware on a consistent basis. It's gonna be one who who turns up on the day who wants it more kind yeah. of thing. All cup games yeah. are like that. Form goes out the window when you're in a cup final. And. My personal take would be that St. Johnson will come out on top, but it, it, like you're saying, it could be anyone. It could be Livy, could turn up in the day. It, like, genuinely, when it's these teams, um, you know, when it's these teams that are in the league or maybe mid table, um, they're kind of around the same position. Like, you really can't say, you, you can't say there's a clear favourite for this. See, I think when you're looking at this, like a game like this, I think this now explains why Levy played so well against. St. Martin and St. Johnson came out and done an absolute demolition derby against us. Yeah. It's probably the respect of both managers going, I need to see something for you today. Yeah. Or you're not getting a cup your, final spot. You're earning, earning your place in, the, in, the, in my, my final 11 for a cup final. And I think because of that, enough fight in both teams, it will be a very interesting game and I can see it going right down to the wire. I honestly can't see it being a like I can't see it being a scrappy one now or then and I think it will go could go all the way to penalties or it could even be uh you know, like a, a two a three two. It could be a, a, a high scoring game. It just depends on who's up more up for on the day. As as uh, Kyle said, one goes at the window when you're in a cup final. But I do I'm not going to say my prediction now, obviously we'll come on to that later, but um, yeah. I quite like the, the Marcus, uh, anyone can win it. Um, well, anyone can win it. I mean, Never know, guys. This, this could be the mysterious five each. <laughs> this, could be, this could be the five-five, right? Yeah. The, the odds are, are even for this game. They're pretty much, for, for both teams to win, they're dead on equal um, from the... Unnamed betting company that I'm looking at. So, mm. it was by any chance um, bet one year? <laughs> yes, it is actually. Yeah, bet, bet <laughs> F90. F90. Is there another game we need to cover? 
guys, or is that everything? Uh, that's all the games uh, from this weekend, that? yeah. Is this, is this my quiz? This is quiz Thanks time, so, yeah. Mate. Okay, okay. Uh, well, um, so I think this, yeah, four rounds. Um, cool. I guess we should just jump right into it, eh? So, mm -hmm. round one. So, I was thinking, I don't know why I was thinking about this, uh, probably just lockdown boarding, but I was thinking about clubs that have retired short numbers. Um, so, in Scotland, there are two main Scottish clubs that have um, retired short numbers in honour of players. I think Rangers have unofficially retired the number 12 mm -hmm. uh, for the fans, and I think Aberdeen have done as well, I can't, I can't remember. But there are two clubs that have retired numbers, short numbers, specifically for players. So you get one point per club, whoever can name these clubs. Uh, you get a further point if you can name each of the players. And you get another point per number that you name. So two numbers, two players, two clubs. So six points up for grabs. So who can start me off with the clubs? I feel like Motherwell. Celtic have yep. as well. Mother, Motherwell, number 10, Phil O'Donnell. And Lewis, um, straight up with three points. <laughs> I'm going to say <laughs> Dumfermline. Yes. Number four. Yes. I can take the player though. <laughs> So there's one point, one point left. Lewis obviously did the clean sweep of the Motherwell questions, which I thought he would do. Um, <laughs> and yeah, so Aberdeen um, one. No, it's just two clubs. There are two clubs. Oh, right, okay. Two players, two numbers. Okay, so right, okay. We've got, we've got the number. We just need the player for Dunfermline. Can tell you. Name a Dunfermline player. Jeez, no. <laughs> yeah. No. Good Lewis, do you want to try? Nah. I don't know any Dunfermline players. I know, I know, it's I know it's like nineties. Do you want me to give you a clue? Nah, mate, I, I, I don't know any Dunfermline players. Dunfermline have a stand named after this player at East End Park. Oh. So if any of you have been to East End Park, I've been the ones. Uh, I've been. I have, but I can't mean the name of the stand. Is it West. North, east. <laughs> that's, no, when see, see, Sam, when they when the name stands west and east, stand, those are no after people. <laughs> could be, could be. <laughs> Can you west? <laughs> Can you west west stand? I... Oh dear, the northwest east stand. <laughs> I. So if you know, if you if you know, um... is it the one behind the goal? I, so I opposite, opposite east stand. I have no clue which stand it is. I just know it's one of the stands. Um, no, so I'll leave it there. It's uh, Nori McCarthy. Nori McCarthy. The, oh. I don't know which stand it is. I don't know if it's the main one or one of the ones behind the goals. But I so behind the goal. Yeah. Didn't get a imagine, for that. imagine saying you're standing in the east bit of the east stand at East End Park. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's the east stand at East End Park is a waste section. Eh? So uh, okay, question two. Um, so. This question, there are five points up for grabs. Bloody hell. Mm -hmm. You have to name. Well, we'll go through. We'll go through the five clubs. So you've got to name the top goal scorer of Hearts, Hibs, Rangers, Celtic, and Aberdeen. And the Rangers. Reason... What's this all well, time? Rangers McCoist. Yeah. Well, I'll finish reading out the question first. Uh, Kyle, you got the point for that, but um, <laughs> okay, one point per player. 
the only reason I didn't include Motherwell because I couldn't actually find it online because um, they're just a weak one. <laughs> so no offence. Uh, I would have had your team worse. But uh, yeah, Kyle gets the point for Ali McCoist. Uh, so. Oh, jeez. Do, do you get any more points for like how many goals he scored? No? Um, I could have had that, but no, I, I don't have it. Oh, well, it's 355. Okay. Is, oh. is Celtic is... Henrik Larsson? No, although I think he was high up in the list. Oh. Oh, Hearts is John Robertson. That's a really good shout, John Robertson. I think he scored about 300 goals for them, but no, he's not the top scorer. Really? According, according Hibbs to is Gordon line. Smith. Hibbs is Gordon Smith. Uh, I knew you'd get that, Sam. Oh, I'm going to say that... Oh... Or no. the famous five, of course. Smith. Um, I, I, Celtics has no like. It's no like Samaras or something, is it? Are you, are you for real? <laughs> no, it's not Samaras. No. Um, it, it, yeah, the, like, I'm, I'm going through sort of old old players. The the Celtic one's an old player. The Hearts. Oh. I don't know when he played for Hearts, but he seems like an old player. I don't recognise the name. I was going to um, say Stephen Naismith, but he, as you said, old player. Um, no. It still could be him because he's about. 58. I think I think if John Robertson isn't the hardest top scorer, then I don't think Naismith will be above him. So, um, oh, um, are you sure it's not John Robertson, though? It is not. Uh, well, the list I found said it wasn't, but uh, I'm pretty sure it... it like it, could... This player... I mean, I don't know. Well, I need to ask uh, my hearts pal, Kyle. The other Kyle. But, yeah. <laughs> so, but this is the list I found, anyway. Yeah. Alright, shall I leave it there? You kind of get the Celtic or Aberdeen or hearts players. Celtic, oh. Wait. See, see, my other guess for um, Celtic would be Bobby Lennox. Mm. Because of the, like... like is, it one of, is it one of the Lisbon Lions? Aye, it uh, feels like it would be one of the Lisbon Lions. I don't know if it's... I think it is, I think it is one of the Lisbon Lions. I don't know if it was one of the Lisbon Lions. Um, shall I just say them? It wouldn't be... It's not Kenny Dalglish, is it? No, no. Shall I just go well, ahead? Want, it's yeah. really one of the yeah, lines. I, mean, I, I think you're just going to go. So, um, Hearts was Willie Bald, is the name I found. No. Uh, Celtic was Jimmy McGrory. Apparently. Yeah, he was one of the lines, I think. Yeah, mm-hmm. okay. And Aberdeen, who I didn't actually think any of you would get him, but I just. Oh, I forgot what? Aberdeen was a thing. <laughs> oh, yeah. I yeah, I think all of us forgot Aberdeen were a thing. <laughs> um, yeah, Joe Harper, um, which. I wouldn't have known the name. Uh, so, uh, two points got from that round, a bit disappointing. Would uh, he have been um, part of the uh, cup, so. the, yeah, the uh, European run squads, I'm guessing? I'm guessing. Um, I'm, I'd assume so. Um, but yeah, okay, question three. Um, this is not a history-based question. Well, actually it is, Sorry. but it's more recent history. Uh, so Derek McInnes is on six games without scoring for Aberdeen at the time of me making this quiz. Um, this was before the Killer game. But uh, the current SPFL record is seven games without scoring. So you get one point for naming the manager. Okay, so who's the manager okay, so... who's had um, the so longest Derek... run with run in charge of a team without scoring? Yeah, Dirk McInnes is 
well, as of last week, he was on six. The record, though, for games without scoring is seven. So you get a point for the manager and a point for the club. Stephen Robinson. Uh, it's not Stephen Robinson. I am surprised. <laughs> <laughs> is it Hamilton? No. Ross no. County? No. Falkirk? No. You um, no. said Hamilton, no? That's not Hamilton. Name. Was it Craig Levine at Hearts? That is a very good shout, um, <sighs> but it wasn't, surprisingly, it wasn't Craig Levine. Oh, it would have been funny if it was. It's all a good laugh, isn't it? Aye. Um, is it Killy? Nope. St Johnston? Sam's got the club. Is it Tommy Wyatt? Nope. Oh, damn it. No, it's, um, it's the manager, in, but it's the current manager, is it not? Is it 12 weeks without scoring? Seven games. Uh, Seven games. Right, okay. All you have to do is name the manager. Um, Can't think of the top of my head. Is it quite recent, yeah? Relatively. About five, ten years ago then, wouldn't it? You have got three more guesses between years. And then I'm going to have to reveal it. It's no Callum Davidson, is it? Like the front man. No, no. no, no is it Darren McInnes? It is Darren McInnes. <laughs> wow. <laughs> Had to be, doesn't it? Had to be. A wee, a wee cheeky trick question there. <laughs> you snake, Marcus. <laughs> okay. Um, I, think, I think we should take from that is never watch Darren McInnes Nope. Simple. Okay, um, this is the final round. So, you have to name the most expensive departures, so outgoing signings. Most expensive, so most transfer, most money received for an outgoing player. And you have to name them, actually, you get a point for the player and a point if you can get the fee to the nearest 100,000. And the clubs are Rangers, Celtic, Hibs, Hearts, and Aberdeen. So Celtic would be Tierney, Tierney to Arsenal for twenty-five mil. Tierney, Dembele. Okay. Hold on, Kyle. Kyle got the name first. Uh, Sam got the fee. It was twenty-five mil. Dembele's another one. He went for twenty. Yeah, he. This is only the most expensive departure, though. All oh, right. Okay. Right. Also going from. Oh, I think in the top ones. Sorry. Wait, so it's yeah, Celtic. Hibs, Hearts, Rangers, Aberdeen. Alan Hutton. Yes. He went for 12, 11, 12 million. No, he didn't. According oh. to according to what I found. Is Hibs got Alan? Um, no, wait, wait, wait. No, I know I, I'm, I'm going to finish off the Alan Hutton one. He went to Spurs. He went to Spurs, yeah. And it was, I want to say around 12 and a half million or 13 million. Nine mil, I think. Yeah, Sam gets for it for nine mil. I don't know if my figures are wrong. I don't know. I think it was... I'm sure it, I'm sure it was in double figures, mate. Okay. Uh, I did find it in transfer marks, and I think it sometimes can be a bit dodgy. Mm. So, oh well. That's uh, So yeah, Rangers, Alan Hutton. So you've got Hibs, Hearts, Aberdeen left. Hibs is Scott Brown to Celtic for five... 
Is it five oh. mil? Six no. mil. Six mil. Five point nine. I can say like five point eight, five point nine. Nope. I'm sure it was about six. I'm sure it was about six million he went to. It wasn't six. Oh. Five and a half. So wait, uh, sorry, who, you'll have to be honest, who said Scott Brown first? Cause... It was Andy. Andy? <laughs> Andy? Andy. This, sorry. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not having nightmares there. Eh? Oh it's Scott Brown to Celtic, but I don't know how much he went for. Mm, okay. Any guesses in the fee from anyone else? It's about, about six, five million. Five, six million. Yeah. Nope. Not a clue, mate. Remember, Hearts and Aberdeen players start for grabs the points. Yeah, I'm trying to think. Has Hearts Naismith? No, because he's played for them one time in his career and he's still at them. Um, I thought he played for them before and been an idiot. Nah, he was at Kelly and Rangers, yeah. Well, I know he was at Rangers. I think he was at Kelly before then, was he? Probably a stupid question, but is Fletcher when I'm Stephen Fletcher? Nope. Oh, no, it'd be... Um, Craig Gordon, wouldn't it? Yes. Craig Gordon? He went to Sunderland, didn't he? He did, from Hearts. I don't know how for, much for for about nine million, million. Nine, ten million. It was it was nine million for Craig Gordon. Because he was the most expensive goalkeeper for, yeah. wasn't he? Yeah. Yeah. Um yeah, spot on. Aberdeen, though. Is that please yeah. Sam Cosgrove? It's not Sam Cosgrove. Oh. Oh no, it's not. It would be Scott McKenna. <sighs> it is Scott McKenna. Nottingham Forest. Yeah. And I'm sure it was two two and a half million. Nope. For who? Who was his Scott, name? Scott McKenna. Scott McKenna. McKenna. Yeah. He don't go for he know he know went for about three million, no? He did, Kyle. He did. That's three mil. So all oh, you one on. point one point up for grabs and all you have to do is name the fee for Scott Brown. Nine nine um, million. Nine ten million. Nah. No, it's not as much as that. Um, oh no, it's got brown. Five point two million. No, it's about five point five seven five. Four point four. Yeah, no, Kyle, Kyle's got it bang on. What oh, so, <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, that that could have been a decider, but in the end, um, bottom on five points is Lewis, and second with six points is me. Is Sam. Oh. So the winner is Kyle. Hey, always do well in your quizzes, Marcus. <laughs> yeah, it's because Marcus isn't playing at them. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah. So um, that wraps up the quiz. Um, I hope you've enjoyed that. Yeah, it was really good. That was a good one, actually. Mm -hmm. um, I'm on next week, aren't I? Yeah, it's yours next week. I'm on next week. Oh, no worries. I'll make it very difficult for you. And then this should lead on to the predictions. Yes. So, last week's uh, results, um, the total per week I've got as well, so the total points for this week. Uh, so, in obviously, joint and last, because they didn't get any predictions in for last week, is Lewis and Andy. <laughs> Unlucky, guys. All you have to do is put a wee message in the group chat. That's all you have we, to also, do. we also asked you in the group chat as well, and you didn't yep. say anything. Disgusting behaviour. How dare you. So it looks like you should be buying Mars Bars for the winner. So. 
And in third, or last, because this Andy didn't do it, is Marcus with seven. Mm. And, no, actually, that's bad, sorry. My bad. <laughs> it's last is Sam with three. Oh, shit. Marcus. <laughs> and then myself with 12. So, the total points, Marcus is on 14. I am on 13. Sam, you're on five. Lewis, you're on three. And Andy's on two. So all to play for, like, all to play for. Like the, it's like the only thing on this podcast I'm not last at. <laughs> <laughs> and we can start the predictions for this week. On to you, Sam. Uh, yeah, so we'll start with Rangers' is second leg against Antwerp uh, at home against Ibox. You guys can go first. I'll put mine last. <laughs> I'm going to go with 3-2 three. Three Rangers. I think because it's mm-hmm. like home form, Ibrox. Yeah, I would. But I wouldn't. Um, I wouldn't take. I wouldn't take it like Antwerp wouldn't score a goal. So three to Rangers. Yep. Um, I'm gonna be controversial and say one-one. I think Rangers uh, are getting through the through the tie, but you're not gonna win the match overall. Um, okay. And I don't think there's much chance of it being like another. Ridiculous result, like a four-three or something like that, or a three-three or a five-five. Even <laughs> the Excel sheet, the Excel sheet's been weird. So you said three-two, Lewis, Lewis. Yeah. Yeah, mate. Cool. Um, Marcus, what did you say? Sorry. One each. One-one. One-one. Yeah. Cool. And I'm so, gonna say two-one Rangers. Again, I don't, I don't, I don't think Antwerp aren't gonna score, but I think Rangers will keep them at bay with that good. Box form. Yeah, my initial thought was two one as well. Um, I think Antwerp will. Well, they need to come out more, obviously, because they're they're down on the tie and they need to win. Um, so they they will come out, but that could also suit us as well. Yeah. Um, so yeah, it's going to be either two one or three one, but the third will probably come like later on. But yeah, I'm going to stick with uh, with two one. My gut. There'll be a lot of beers consumed like last time. Yeah. Whether it'll be good beers or bad beers, we'll see. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I'll move right. on from that uh, to uh, four games on Saturday. Of, uh, one of those is Celtic versus Aberdeen. No, no. Oh. I agree with Marcus. No, no. Yeah, to be honest, I'm going to say no, no as well because. Wow. I mean, boring Demo McInnes football meets. Celtic, who don't have a manager, so yeah, oh, no. What am I going to say? Like Rafa Kinitez's first game <laughs> in charge, so. Um, well, he took charge of the game against us because Lennon was isolating. Yeah, game, yeah, yeah. So. Yeah. Um, I am going to say one each for that. Mm. I think. Lewis, what did you say for that one? Uh, no, no, I agreed with you. No, no. Yeah. Okay, cool, no worries. Right. Uh, we'll move on to a game that we hopefully isn't nil-nil. Uh, at least, I don't hope it's nil-nil. Uh, Hibs versus Motherwell. 4 nil Hibs. Ooh. I think that, Lewis. 2-1 Motherwell, actually. I think it's about time. I do. Realists. 
and the, as a as a realist as Andy would say. As a realist, um, your team not having won at Easter Road since two thousand six. Oh. It's time. Is it time? Aye. I don't know. Because records are there to be broken, Marcus. Aye, exactly. and we'll do a win. We'll do so a win. I'm, I'm going to say 3 0 Hibs. 3 0 Hibs. Not as emphatic as a 4 0 because we're realist. I'm, I got the last Hibs game correct. Uh, so I'm going to go with the same score. I'm going to say 2 0 Hibs for that one. I think, it'll be, I think it'll be a tough tie for Hibs, but I still think they'll, they'll pull through. And Motherwell, and uh, it's Motherwell. Sorry. It's all right. If we if we win, <laughs> I will be I will be prioritising the Mars bar list because you didn't. <laughs> so, you know what? It's all right. Right. Next game. Uh, we move on from that to Killy versus Dundee United. Oh. I'm gonna kick off this one. I'm gonna say. I'm going to go 1-0 United. I was just thinking that. I'm going to go 1-0 United. I'm going to go 2-0 United. Because hmm. like they played well against us. And Kelly are looking pretty rubbish at the minute. Um, yeah, 1-0. Yeah. I think. Still in a new list. Um... Can't mean the teams now. St. Madden and uh, Killian Killing. Dundee United. Killian Dundee United. I don't know where I got St. Madden for. Um, <laughs> see, Dundee United got a goal against Rangers. So, I will probably go one 0 Dundee United because they've got a goal in them, and Kelly just don't have goals in them. So, if we all go for the same <sighs> score, what did Sam go? I went two 0 I went two 0 oh, Okay, okay, okay. All right. Well, wait for Dundee United. It's all going similar this week. Yeah. yeah. That's a good thing or a bad thing, we'll see. Um, and <laughs> it's going to be crunch time at Motherwell Hips by the looks of it. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and then the last game in the Premiership this weekend is St Mirren versus Ross County. That's what a now now written all over it. Yeah, it's definitely got a draw written all over it, yeah. So a now now written all over it. I'm going to go now now again. 2 1 St Mirren written all over it. Oh. Okay. I'm gonna say one nil county. Marcus has been. We've got different results here. Two one county. Did you say? Uh, one nil. One nil county. Okay. okay. I am going to say one each for that. I think. And yep. the last game of the weekend is the League Cup final on Sunday. Uh, Livingston versus St Johnston. We talked about this a bit earlier. I will allow if you think this goes to penalties as well, guys. Now you get an extra point for that. Uh, I don't think it will, though. I think it's going to be 2 0 St Johnston. Yeah. And that'll be, I think it'll be the second major honour they've won in their history, so. Mm. I hope they do win it, to be fair. I really hope they do. Well, I'll put that in my column. I've been putting it in yours. <laughs> Uh, anyone else? I think I'm going to go for a one all draw Livy to win on penalties. Oh, I like. I'm going with Sam's as well. You got, got the score for penalties now? 4 3. 4 3, okay. Very good. 4 2. After penalty kicks. Are you saying the exact same? No, I'm saying 4 2 after penalty kicks to Levy. 
So he's like, we won each after extra so time. And he's like, Levy will win on penalties. This, what's the result of penalties? I said 4-3. I'm going to say 4-2. 4-2, right. Okay, very optimistic, guys. Right, it should be an interesting weekend, that's for sure. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I will go for a comfortable 2-0 St. Johnston. Yeah. I'll say that. Definitely be watching it all. Oh, yeah, it'll definitely be an interesting game for sure. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's 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 everything for this weekend, and I think that's also it for the pod today. Uh, thank you guys for listening. Thanks you guys for joining me as well. We'll see you again next week. Yep. See you later. The False Nineties podcast is available on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, YouTube, Podbean, and our website at falsenineties.wordpress.com. For updates, follow False Nineties on both Twitter and Instagram. And a big thank you to Francisco Alvia and his track Space Game, which is our theme tune.